Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've had the argument and the dust has settled, but no one's feeling better, at least not you, because you never actually came to any agreement about what you were fighting about. You want to find a way, of course, to finish this conversation without it turning into a fight again, but how? In today's episode, you'll learn my easy four-step process to resolving that argument once and for all, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so, so happy to have you here. It has been an exciting week when I'm uh, recording this particular episode because we got to see Mets games all weekend here in California, which was incredible. Um, been a Mets fan since I was a kid, and it's very exciting when when I'm still happy and it's the end of September. Um, often by my birthday, I'm sad. Because, you know, I'm a Mets fan. Uh, But this year, no. This year, we're really happy. So it was really great. Uh, And I do love my local Oakland A's. You know, I'm always rooting for them because they're the underdog. They always remind me of like, you know, here it's like the Oakland A's and the the San Francisco Giants are like the Yankees and the Mets back home. So I I, I do root for the A's, except when they're playing my Mets. And then I'm going to be rooting for my Mets. But Anyway, it was great. And Max came home from school for a few days and it was so fun to have him hang out again. Although he trashed, of course, 
<laughs> he's a walking little tornado. Um, if you get my weekly love letter, you hear all about Max and my tribulations and trials and parenting and all the rest of the things. If you don't get the weekly love letter, I don't know why not. If you want to feel inspired every week and just excited, you know, just go to the website, abbymetcalf.com. It's right there on the top. Uh, you can hit love letter and you get on my mailing list, which really is just the love letter every week. And occasionally if um, I'm selling something, I give you a deal. I'll say, hey, you get 20% off or free this or whatever. But other than that, it's just me saying, trying to inspire you in the middle of your week. So uh, yeah, if you want to come on over, but no matter what, I'm happy you're here with me. It's great to have you. I want to mention that this podcast and next week are going to be a little bit connected. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about um, kind of finding the connection again after you've had an argument with someone. You know how that is? Like you've had the argument, but you've resolved it, but everyone's still feeling a little shaky. That's going to be next week. So I'm, I'm going to separate these out. And this week I'm really talking about, you know, when you've had the argument, but it's not resolved. <laughs> so, so, and I want to say too, that this week and next week, they apply to all relationships, not just romantic partners. So I do, you know, stay tuned, you know, stay in here. It, these rules or, or steps or whatever, you know, all these things apply really to all your relationships. And I've done two other episodes. I've done a few, but two specifically uh, around arguments and fighting. And uh, I'll link to those in the show notes, abbymedcalf.com. Come over to the podcast page. There's one called how to, how to Discuss Relationships Problems Without It Turning Into a Fight. You could also just Again, put that in the search bar on my website and find it. Or how to stop having the same fight over and over again. You can also put that in there and find it. So uh, I have done those. The, this one's different today. I, I always try to bring you new updated information or put it in a way that maybe you haven't heard before so that it sinks in and you can use the tools. That's my thing. And so, you know, when we've argued with someone and don't feel like we were heard or don't feel like the problem was solved. It's of course natural to want to, you know, jump back in and try to have the conversation again. However, <laughs> many times those second, third, fourth, 20th conversations, they start out okay. But, you know, before too long, right? You're back in that same argument and now you're even more frustrated, more angry, more helpless, more hopeless, whatever, more resentful. And that sucks. So if you're ready to get off the, you know, disagreement merry-go-round, I have sort of my little four-step process. You know me, I always put things into steps. And I also have some just general rules to follow, which I'll say at the very end shortly. But um, the, these are the things, again, that work, that I use myself, that I have my clients use. You know, these are the steps that work. So number one, step one is You've got to start with you. I, I I don't care if you hate it. Too bad. <laughs> Always like, but Abby, I want to talk about the other person. It's their fault. No, you got to talk. You got to look at yourself first. Always 100% of the time. So there's some, but there's some very specific questions I want you to ask yourself. So this is before you speak to the person you're in that fight with. It's, you got to speak to yourself first. You've got to get clear on what you're trying to accomplish and speaking about the issue with them again. Because otherwise you're just not set up for success. And when you when you answer these questions, 
they will get you on the right track. And that's what I'm trying to do is, is have you be effective, you know, and, and get the results you're looking for. So your first thing to ask yourself, this is before you go talk to them, before you say we need to talk for anything, you go sit in a room alone. If you're a mother, probably the only room you can be alone and not get bugged, bothered is your bathroom. But even then, <laughs> they're probably knocking on the door. But find somewhere, go sit in your car, drive down the street, whatever. So your first question to ask yourself is, what am I feeling right now? Right this minute, what am I feeling? If it's a fear-based emotion, it is not the right time to try to process anything. Fear-based emotions are, you know, all those wonderful emotions from our amygdala. I talk about them all the time. You know, when you're over there, you can't get to your prefrontal cortex, which is your rational, nice problem-solving brain. Because when the amygdala is lit up, the the prefrontal cortex can't come online. So this is, I'm not just saying this is like, well, psychologically, this is what you should do. I'm talking about brain science. I'm talking about how your brain works. So it doesn't work if you are feeling resentful and angry and frustrated and overwhelmed or sad or disgusted or whatever. If you're in one of those feelings, it's not the time. No, no, no not the time to speak to that person. And actually next week, I'm going to go deep on how to change those feelings. So there's a little teaser for you to listen next week. I will go deep on, so what do you do if you're in that mood and you don't want to be, you know, you're trying to get in a better place. I go deep on that next week. So let me just say that. But for now, if you're fear-based, don't do it. The second question is to ask yourself, can I? Can you speak to this person without getting back into the argument? You want to really ask yourself that. And probably you're going to be able to answer that from how you're feeling in one, uh, in the first question. Uh, another question to ask yourself is, and this is important, it, what's your goal in going back? Is it to convince the other person or to persuade the other person to your way of thinking? Is that what you're trying to do? Because that ain't going to work either. No. That's not going to work. If you're just looking to convince them of something, it's not going to happen. And so otherwise you would have been able to convince them the first time. So repeating your argument isn't going to help. I know, right? It sounds obvious when I say it, but I know we've all been there saying the same thing again and frustrated that the person's not getting it. So if that that's it's not time. Another, a fourth question to ask is, am I curious about what the other person is thinking? <laughs> right? And really that goes into the next question five, you know, are you, am I willing to see that the other person's feelings are legitimate? Can I listen without getting defensive and hurt? Of course, I did a whole podcast episode on that. Can I listen like I'm wrong? These questions, they're gonna, I'm telling you, this is the things you have to ask yourself. They will help you look at your internal motivations in a brand new way, brand new way. Just, and by the way, just asking them, just sitting down and asking them will help you form a new perspective. And right, just like, just as I'm saying it, right? Can't you feel how you'd feel different? Can't you, as you're, as you're thinking these questions I'm saying, I know you're going, oh yeah, if I was asking myself that before we got, before I went back to talk, half the time I wouldn't go back to talk, that's for sure. But a lot of the time I would realize like, oh, I'm going in there loaded for bear. I need to shift this energy if I'm expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to really help you the asking yourself these questions for step one, super duper important. That's why it's step one. So I'm not giving you like five tips, you know, or four tips. I'm giving you steps. That means you do the first step before you do the next step. 
I know. So don't skip this one. It's very, very important. All right. Step two. Step two is why this? Okay. What? Why this argument? You've so you've looked at you looked at your internal motivations for having this next conversation in the that step one, but now it's time to answer why did this conversation turn into an argument at all? Yeah. Figuring out the answer to this question is huge. This is where you dissect what happened a bit and break it down with, you know, in when I work in organizations, we call it root cause analysis. But really you want to ask, why did this turn into a fight to begin with? And again, this is still asking yourself a question, but I consider it a different step because you're you're going into a, a, a different area now of of what you're asking. And it's a different kind of your part of your brain that's thinking. So why did this turn into a fight to begin with? What what where did it go left? And there's a lot of ways things go left. So it's not your answer is not, well, because my partner is an asshole or because my boss is a jerk or because, you know, I hate my my best friend drives me crazy or something. That's that's not the answer. <laughs> you want to really dig down a little. Did you broach something with the other person when they weren't ready? I see that a lot. You know, the classic, right? Husband's watching TV or something and you come in the room to talk about it and you're like, hey, can we talk? And he's like, sure. But really his attention hasn't left whatever's on the TV and you start talking and next thing you know, you're in a fight. It, that's, no, we don't do that. So <laughs> I talk about that in a lot of other episodes, but, you know, or just you're, you or maybe you weren't ready. They came to you and they started talking about something and you were doing whatever you're doing, right? You're working on your computer, sending emails. They're like, hey, can I talk? And you're like, sure, you know, let me just finish this. But as you're finishing, they're still talking, they start to talk and you're only hearing half and, you know, it, it doesn't work when you're that distracted. Um, another problem could be, did they ask you something in what you took as an accusatory tone? Or did they take what you said as an accusatory tone? Did you feel triggered by a particular word they used? I see that a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes when, you know, you're bipolar, you know, someone will label you or diagnose you or the other way around you do it to them and people get triggered by certain words. So is that what happened? Uh, did you feel rushed to make a decision maybe and lash out? I see that kind of stuff a lot. Was the other person in a bad mood when you approached them, but you pushed it anyway? You pushed for it anyway, even though you knew they weren't in a great place because they were like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. You, no, <laughs> if you know they're not fine, don't, if you know your boss isn't fine, don't go talk to them. You know, just let it go for the moment. I know it might seem like you have to do it, but you probably don't. Another thing I see a lot, I want you to ask yourself, were either of you under the influence of anything when this argument happened? I worked with this couple, this is gosh, a couple years ago now, but I have to tell you, boy, we, they, we worked for a while on their communicate, you know, how they were fighting. They kept getting into these knockdown drag out fights. And I don't, you think I, I know better. I somehow missed the fact because other times they'd be amazeballs. They would be like ninja communicators, incredible. And I kept, I'm like, what is the trigger? And I kept trying to figure it out with them. We kept going over it and over it. Turns out they were huge drinkers, but that had somehow not, I knew they, they said they drank socially. You know, what they told me on my, on the intake, you know, when I first met with them was different than how they were actually drinking and all their fights were when they were drinking. All of them, or when one of them was at least. 
I, that's where it was going wrong. I, I, it was such an easy one to fix and they, they were not putting it together. So, or you might smoke a little pot at night or whatever, and you don't realize that that's an issue depending on the person and you, and who you are. You can't just write these things off and say, I only had one drink or, you know, only smoked a little or whatever. You, it, you need to look at the pattern was that something there? These do change our emotional regulation. That's the whole reason you're doing it. Think about it. The whole reason you drink or smoke pot or do whatever is to change how you feel. Hello? So that things don't bother you so much. Oh, I'm anxious. So I smoked a little pot or I was feeling upset. So I drank a little or, or I want to have more fun or I want whatever reason. There's a reason always. It's usually kind of to calm our, ourselves in some way. But whatever that, it, the reason it works is because it does that. So. That is changing your thinking. I, I don't, I'm not saying you, you know, you're so under the influence and you, you know, you're falling down drunk. It's not like that. But again, if you feel altered by what you drank or smoked or whatever, that should be your clue. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, why are you doing it? Because you like the taste? I, I don't think so. Most, you know, people do it. You might like the taste also, but you're doing it because of you're looking for a feeling. Well, that is changing your emotional regulation. For, now, to you, it's changing it for the better because you're feeling calmer, but it doesn't matter. That is still changing it, which changes how you interact with people. It changes your inhibitions. It changes a lot of things. So be aware of drinking or smoking or anything, even if it was earlier in the day. Just try to start um, tracking it a little bit, and you might be really surprised at how much it's linked. Um, another thing I see really, I kind of said it, I guess, but I want to say it again, is that you were, maybe you were already in a not great place. You didn't realize it probably at the time, but this conversation was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. That's why a lot of small conversations can turn into divorce conversations or <laughs> I'm quitting or, you know, you know, I don't want to ever talk to my mother again kind of conversations when they start small, that should let you know more than anything that, right, there's something else going on, you know? Um, another thing I see that drives people crazy is when the other person uses sort of never or always language. You never do the dishes. You always nag me. You never this. You always that. That can be very triggering for people, and it's easy to get defensive with that kind of language because, of course, it's never, never, and it's never always, you know? It's I know I saw how funny that is that I said never and said not to say never, but give me a break. Um, but you get the idea. So you got to take some time to sit and really think about when the conversation turned from a dialogue into an argument. Was it right away? Because that gives you a lot of uh, information. Was it later? Was it, you know, when the kids came in the room? You know, what was it? So you really want to try and identify I'm going to give you the assignment to identify three things next time this happens. Three things you could have done better or mistakes you made before or during the argument or the fight, you know, what turned into something. I really want you to start paying closer attention to those specifics because that's what's going to help you really change it. And, you know, again, you have to be what? mindful to notice when this stuff is happening. I know. Go download the free mindfulness starter kit. Just go do it. I It's not scammy of me. It's loving of me. I don't know. I don't know why you don't have it. You should have it. It's free. Come on.
Um, and you're not going to get on some list where I try to, you know, sell you, send you 50 emails selling you crap. I don't like that when people do it to me. So guess what? I don't do it to anyone else. I know. It's great. So <laughs> whenever you download something that I have that's free or, or paid, actually, you do get on, again, the Love Let Weekly Love Letter list, and you can unsubscribe at any time. I don't know why you'd want to when I'm just sending you some wonderful love every week, but it's up to you. If you don't like it, just get out. It's not a big deal. I won't notice that you unsubscribed. <laughs> There's many thousands of people on that list. I I, I don't look at it or say, oh, someone left or, you know, Jane from Idaho left. Like, I, it's okay. I, I, I won't judge at all. Okay, let's get to step three. Step three. Step three is you got to identify the triggers, right? If it, And I've been talking trigger a lot, but now I want to get clear that you got to identify them. If you had a fight that, and then one or both of you got triggered, well, if you had a fight, let me say this differently. If you had a fight, then one or both of you got triggered along the way. <laughs> let me say it that way. That's what that is. Somebody got triggered when you're, and let's talk about getting triggered because that word is triggering for some, some folks. Um, when you're triggered, it's generally hap it's generally happening below your conscious level of thinking, what we call your, you know, psychologists call your unconscious, what lay people call your subconscious. It's, it's happening below sort of your conscious level, you know, your thought level. That you, so you're not noticing it. You don't realize you're triggered often until either ever or until after it happens. But hopefully, again, with some mindfulness, you will notice during, you will notice when it happens. Um, this is when you don't think, you just do, you know, just blah, just right there. When you're triggered, because when you're triggered, you lose your ability to think something through, to problem solve, to make a thoughtful decision right? Because again, your amygdala is activated and your prefrontal cortex just takes a, takes a little vacation, takes a little vacation. Uh, so, and that leads to falling into those same negative patterns and arguments over and over again, right? Now, every, everybody's got triggers. Everybody's got them. Everyone's got nipples and triggers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm, I might make that into a bumper sticker. What do you think? Write in and let me know if that should be a bumper sticker. Everyone's got nipples and everyone's got triggers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm enjoying that so much, but hey, it's my podcast. I get to enjoy it. There we go. Um, am I the only one that finds myself funny? It's okay. All right. Hey, this is free. So I'm having a good time. I'm going to have a good time when I do this. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And you'll just put up with it. That's right. Okay. But everyone really does have triggers. The goal, you, your goal is to be able to identify 
when you're triggered. So what do I always say? So you can act, not react. React, you know, is before. You're acting again like something before. You want to act, not react. But with triggers, it's hard. Each person figuring out and taking responsibility for their triggers is the great, is that's the big next step you want. But let me be clear with you right now. I know some of you are like, you just just rubbing your hands together like, yes, I get to go tell them that they're triggered. No, you don't. <laughs> I know we always want to fix the other person, right? Because we see everything. We're brilliant. We see everything. I listen to Abby's podcast. I know all. No. So you want to stay away from using the word trigger. I will say that, especially when it comes to the other person. You're not here to diagnose or label anybody else. I t- I've talked about this a lot before. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. They lost their shit and they stormed out of the house. It clearly means they're triggered. But do you want to be correct or effective? You can be correct all day long and yell, you're triggered. You want out of the house. Uh, uh, is it effective? You tell me. I don't think it is. Or you wouldn't be listening right now. Whenever you do that, whenever you tell the other person what they are, people don't like it. I don't like it when someone tells me you're triggered. I, even if I know I am, I get, I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I get defensive. It's hard not to. No, I try to be better than that, but I'm sure I do. It's hard not to at that point. So again, do you want to be correct or effective? When you tell the other person you were triggered, they'll likely get defensive unless they're very comfortable with that word. If you guys are just in a, such a great place and, and your boss or partner or best friend or mom can just throw that word around, God bless you. I don't even know why you're listening then, but I like that you're here. So listen away. I'm just saying it's not usual. So instead, you don't have to label it. You don't have to make these you know announcements, pronouncements. You can simply ask, hey, <laughs> And you want to do this really well. I'm not going to go into that here, but you know how to do it, right? You get their full attention. You ask permission. You know, you do the whole thing. And then you ask them, hey, that, okay, that big fight we had yesterday. I I just want to take a moment. Tell me what upset you specifically. And I want you to think about it for a second. Just wait, wait, don't answer right away. I just really think, because I, I want to know exactly what it was, like where it went wrong with, you know, and if they, if they're lost in it, well, cause you said you didn't like my thing or whatever, you know, you got to ask more than one question here. You got to say, okay, I, I, all right. So you didn't, you didn't like what I said, you know, I said, blah, blah, blah. Then you could ask questions. It was something I felt like I needed to say to you. Is there a way I could have said that better? Is there a way in the future, if I have trouble with blah, 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 whatever your thing is, that I could let you know, but in a way that really feels loving and respectful to you? What else? See this? It's not that hard. It is hard, but it's, no, I'm sorry. It's hard. It's it's not that, uh, it's simple. We like, we say in 12 steps, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? It's simple, but it's not easy, but it is simple. And it, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get. I promise, promise, promise. So you just want to start with the questions. And I'm going to have a list of, uh, I have a list of collaborative questions that I've, you know, you might've downloaded them before. If you're a longtime listener, if you haven't yet, you should do it. So it'll be on the, uh, again, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, or just go to podcast, go to this episode. And if you just click on it on the website, all the links to everything I talk about will be there. And 
the list of collaborative questions will be there for you for free to download, okay? So it'll be there. It's also always in the relationship tips and tools and the corresponding blog. You can find all that there too. Or if you didn't take notes today and wanna go back and you know, what was the questions she said to ask? Just go over to the corresponding blog under relationship tips and tools. And it's right there and you can copy and paste it wherever you want it. How do you like that? Um, and you can download, you can download these uh, collaborative questions separate. I meant like the questions I said earlier in step one. So, or any other notes you wanted to take that you didn't because you're driving really fast in your car right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> so ask them the question, what upset you specifically or whatever it is, and then let them tell you, don't try not to interrupt, right? Really try to give them room. Um, and let me say this, because this is going to happen. Let's say they say, well, I got upset when you started criticizing me, right? That's going to happen. And you want to jump in and defend yourself, right? It's like, I mean, you've been listening to my podcast for months. They haven't listened to one episode that you have very lovingly forwarded to them over and over. Or that, that my book that you left on their nightstand that you bought for them and said, hey, read the book. Uh, be happily married even if your partner won't do a thing. I know you you want to read it. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're very clear that you didn't criticize them at all. You used your words. You did all the stuff Abby said to do. But then now they're saying you criticize them. So this, okay, my, I love you so much. You got to dig deep here. You have to dig deeper here and help them figure out their trigger because now you're getting triggered, right? You're getting triggered because they're telling you that you're being critical when you weren't, when you didn't think you were. So. But they, so instead of telling them they're wrong, don't do that. Ask, again, ask a collaborative question. Can you tell me what I said that felt like I was being critical? I, I really want to understand what happened. So let's talk some more. I want to hear what word, was there a particular word I used? Was it my tone? Like, I want more information about what felt critical about what I said. And by the way, I've done this and I've realized that I was being critical, but didn't realize it because I said it in a nice way. <laughs> so I didn't really get that I was judging, um, that I was judging. I was judging and I didn't realize I was judging. And because there's some things I have to say that are just, they're harder, you know, they're, they, they're very nuanced. They're things we've grown up with. We're fish that don't know we're wet. We don't realize we're doing it. So you're going to need to be very, very curious here, You right? That's what I'm saying. You, you got to go in not trying to prove some prove yourself right. You got to go in trying to understand. I, I always, what do I always say? You want to go into it trying to learn something, not prove something, right? That, that's listening without getting defensive or hurt. And it's really important. Okay. So once you identified to get hopefully together any trigger so which is really whatever point people became upset and couldn't kind of stay in the conversation well really what you want to do next is validate their feelings you know it doesn't mean they were right you're not saying they're right it means you respect their right to their feelings that's all it means we just like when something will upset you or trigger you and you're you have a right to your feelings to your true feelings i always say we, we don't have a right to our reactions, right? You've heard me say this before. So if my reaction is to yell at you and call you an asshole, that's, that's not a right I have. It's not. 
if my react, but if I'm angry and just am angry about something or, or hurt, which is really what's underneath the anger, right? True feelings are under the anger and frustration. Um, if I felt hurt, if I felt abandoned, if I felt um, unloved, unworthy, something else, I, I have a right to those feelings. And so, so does the other person. It's not just you that has a right to them. They have a right to it. Does I know you didn't mean it. I know I love you. I know you didn't mean it. It doesn't. Their perception is their reality. They it it still needs. This is why you want to have these conversations so that you can talk it through. You might find that just the way you said something or the delivery for your person, whoever that is, your coworker, your sister, your mom, your partner just isn't working for them. And you want to, again, do you want to be correct or effective? You want to be effective. You want to have effective, good communication conversations that dialogues that both people, to me, effective is we both walk away feeling heard and seen, then you're going to need to maybe change your approach. It just is. Or maybe they can change theirs. You know, talk together. So if you can identify the triggers together by asking these questions, it's amazeballs, Right. There's specific words. Sometimes it's an action. It's a tone. But when you can figure out what triggers the other person and yourself, it is crucial to resolving the issue for real, to really getting resolution. Okay. And step four, now that you've done these other steps, is to solve it, right? (laughs) I know, it sounds crazy. Solve it. Solve it already. So many fights happen repeatedly because they never get truly solved. You, you're constantly, I, I know you're arguing with Jane from accounting because she never gets you the numbers you need on time and you cajole her or you get angry or you bribe her and she gets a little better for a while, but before you know it, she's late again and you can't get your work done. If I, I say a lot, if you're having the same argument more than once in a six month period, okay, it's time to stop and rethink a real solution. Okay. I, I want you to really listen to that if you have it more than once in a six month period. So, you know, if, if every, I'll even give you four or five months, you have to ask your partner again to please put away the dishes before they go to bed at night. If they forgot, you know, three times a year, four times a year, that's a fine system because everyone's going to forget sometimes everyone or be too tired or whatever. No one's perfect. So it's going to happen the other way. But if it's, more than that, if it's if that's why I say really more than once every six months, then you didn't come up with a solution. You came up with a Band-Aid, you know, over this gaping wound. And so, yeah, it maybe stops the bleeding for a minute, but it's not going to hold it long. So, you know, if you're if Jane is the one bugging you, maybe there's a way to have someone else in the department get you the numbers you need. Right. Maybe you can get the numbers yourself somehow. Maybe you can get a new job. Maybe you can get coaching for Jane or coaching for yourself to have it not bother you. I don't know. Maybe you can not have to do those numbers anymore at all. And that job goes to Jane or someone else. It's There are always solutions, right? If you're constantly arguing with your partner because, uh, you know, he keeps forgetting. I'm, I'm doing it to you men. I know. He keeps forgetting to put away the dishes at night, you know, because you want a clean kitchen in the morning when you're getting the kids ready for school. This is probably the number one argument I get. It's time to solve that issue differently. If you keep having it, maybe you hire someone to, I, and I have a couple who did this brilliantly. They, ha- they hired someone to come in at night and clean the kitchen. <laughs> That's what they did. They have a person. It's so great. They, 
they asked their, they figured it out with their cleaning person. Um, but I had another uh, single uh, mom do this. This is a few years ago now. I'm trying, I'm remembering her now. Anyway, who had a neighborhood kid come in and do it. So, you know, you can get different, you know, pay different amounts for these kinds of things, but you could have someone come in at night. People do this and they come in at seven o'clock every night and they do the dishes and they clean up the kitchen and they get every, put all the kids toys away while you're upstairs doing baths and getting them to bed. All the rest of it's done. Not, you don't have to do it. Your partner doesn't have to do it. Or if you're a single person, you have to do it. And it's a brilliant use of money (laughs) because a divorce is very expensive. So you don't want that or just your, or going to therapy all the time can be very expensive because, you know, you're, you're dealing with this issue over and over. You just, you know, or if you don't want to do that, maybe you have your partner get the kids ready in the morning and, and maybe you, you know, instead of you, maybe you make the kids put away the dishes. Maybe you have your partner take over, over a different job and you put the dishes away. I mean, there's a million fucking ways to do it. Just, just if it's not working, it's not working. I know it's not right. You got that in your head. It's not fair. Whatever other bullshit you're thinking, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Do you want to be correct or effective? It's the old writer happy. It's your choice. You're not going to be both. So you get to choose. And I love you so much. Please stop choosing being right. Please stop choosing being correct. It is getting you nowhere. Let it go. Find a different solution. There are many, many solutions to a problem. And none of them, not one, involves you being a victim. You are not a victim. So if you feel like one, then there's a problem. All right. Those are my four steps. I want to go over some quick rules before we end. Okay. These are some overall rules to follow. And I do talk about these in other podcasts, but let me, other episodes, but let me talk about it now. Number one, focus on what, the what, not the who, right? Focus on what you're fighting about and not the person you're fighting with, okay? What you're fighting about, not the person you're fighting with. This means you talk about the here and now, not last week, not last year, right? Because that's focusing on the person. If you're, you're, well, you've been doing this forever, that's focusing on the person. Right now, what is happening right this minute is all you got. Stick to the one issue. Don't let it it bleed into other. Well, you, you want this. Well, I want that. You know, nope, nope. (laughs) Don't bleed into other areas. One thing at a time. Don't use that always or never language. Don't use you language. There's certainly no name calling. Okay. Because again, that's focused on the person, not the, the, the thing, right? The what, not the who, right? So focus on just what, the the issue you're dealing with, not the person. So that means, again, no name calling, no diagnosing. You're mean, you're depressed, you're this, you're bipolar, you're, you're triggered, right? Nope, we're not labeling, we're not diagnosing them. Just that's the person. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. When you go through the steps, that's fine. If you're, you know, going to ask about triggers, but look how you're doing that very differently. You're not diagnosing them and yelling it at them. Okay. Uh, Rule number two, which I said a little earlier, is be very curious and solution-based. I, You know, you got to be curious. You got to be curious. Don't go in with your mind made up. Think of it as brainstorming. If things have escalated to this point, it means it's something that hits very deep for both of you. Take a moment and be curious with yourself and the other person. You've got to find the space to listen like you're wrong. 
right? You want to set an intention to find a resolution together. Okay. Not, not again, we're not just compromising, right? I've talked about this a lot. We don't just compromise or negotiate. We really think brainstorm something new together that neither of us has really thought of. Nobody has to give up anything. Let's look ahead. Let's look forward at new solutions with a new way of thinking and all the, the four-step process and being curious, all these pieces are going to help you actually have a different brain applied to the problem. And you will be amazed at what brilliance comes up because you are brilliant. The problem is your little amygdala takes over and your emotions are there and you can't see the forest for the trees and you think you are, but you're not. So really important. The, rule number three, if you are wrong, you need to apologize, apologize for real. Apologies when done right have an, I would say, magical power. Magical. When they're done right, magical power. And of course, I have an episode, How to Apologize for Real, and I will link to it in the show notes, or you can put apology or apologize into the search engine. You'll find it on my website, but you need to learn how to apologize for real. Not only can apologies diffuse and neutralize anger so quickly, uh, they neutralize resentment and that full head of steam. They neutralize it in an instant. They also create this immediate emotional connection where there was all this animosity and hurt just a moment before, right? And, you know, obviously an apology can't undo some hurtful thing you said or did in the past, but when it's done right, it can cancel out the negative effects of those actions and move your, whatever relationship this is, move it forward, right? And, and I'm just gonna throw this in. Research shows that an apology actually affects the person receiving it physically. Their blood pressure decreases, their breathing becomes steadier, their heart rate slows. I know. And that's huge because it means that your apology turns off the other person's fight, flight, or freeze brain and turns on their compassionate, loving brain so you can have a better conversation. So if you were wrong, again, my six steps for apologizing for real that I covered in the other episode, go listen, go listen, <laughs> go look on the website, right? And I'm also going to say, just as a last, last note, that learning to have more empathy will take you far. It not only do will your fights become less frequent and less harsh, but your relationship becomes closer and more connected. I did a whole episode again on empathy. Go listen there because it's really important that you always, always up your empathy game in this whole, to me, that's like an umbrella thing that you're always working on. And you know, no matter what else, do your best to keep just compassion, patience, and kindness at the top of your list. Whew. Okay. That is it for today. Make sure you come over and get your list of collaborative questions. If you've never downloaded it before, it'll really help you uh, with, you know, in the moment, think of a great question to ask to help deepen the conversation, to help identify triggers, to help communicate, to help people feel heard, listened to, understood. It, they're magical when you ask these really great questions. Uh, it really will change any conversation around. That's it. I'm so happy you are here spending this time with me. If you're watching me on YouTube, um, hello, I'm in my beautiful green shirt today uh, with finally some office furniture happening. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on the rest. And, uh, it, you know, make sure you subscribe and like the video. And if you haven't let yet the reviews I've received, oh my gosh, I read every review, every review. They're beautiful. This last, I just had a last one that made me absolutely cry. I wanted to cry talking about it. Just made me cry. It was so beautiful saying how much the podcast helped and oh my gosh, um, please leave a review. It really helps other people find me. You can rate it also on Spotify or leave the review on Apple. Um, whatever you do, just, you know, send some love. I'm sending love to you right now. You could always just send some love to me in whatever way you like. Uh, these are just all ways you can show it that I really get and see and feel. Um, but no matter what, this week, really love yourself. If you do nothing else, do that. Because that's the whole reason I'm here, <laughs> is to help you feel really good, confident, clear, connected. Um, so that's it for this week. Uh, be brave, be incredible, be loving, be kind, be compassionate. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.